0: From Harare, Zimbabwe to the World Wide Web.
1: You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast.
0: Every week, we lead you in conversation on life, God and pop culture. Our goal is to get you to ask questions and compare what today's culture is telling us versus what the Bible says. If you're a non-believer, we hope that our conversation will shed more light on what the Christian faith is really about. Never miss an episode by subscribing through our website www.radiantculture.africa or you can find us on iTunes. Like our Facebook page, look up Radiant Culture and follow us on Twitter at Radiant Culture. If you're on Instagram, it's Radiant underscore culture radiant culture it's life it's truth it's lit
2: stay tuned okay welcome everybody to the radiant culture podcast yes it's that voice again that you do not like hearing because you know what's up it's another cool
1: biscuit what's up what's up what's up what's up we'd (laughs) like to advise our listeners that the original hosts are still safe exactly within the country
2: (laughs) they did last week's episode because we allowed them just to show you that they're safe they're They're safe we're still dealing with the criminals around them though
1: yeah yeah ensuring that uh, (laughs) we're on track
2: (laughs) cool so what do we have for this for this episode
1: well today we are talking about the perseverance test uh in a nutshell you've had a bad year Maybe you started off well, then your plans, your goals, or your dreams came crashing down, knocking you down with them. How do you get up from that? We are often taught that perseverance is in the, in the face of adversity, but uh, what does that mean on a practical level? We're often encouraged to wait on the Lord. What does that mean practically? And how do you keep hope alive when everything around you is not quite working with that? Yeah. So that's what we're discussing today, and we've got a special guest in the house. She's dazzling.
2: She's amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> She's dazzling!
2: <laughs>
1: wow, what an
2: intro.
3: Right? I wish my smile could show right now. It has a tendency to...
2: Don't worry, we'll post it room. and put it on Instagram. <laughs> so, cool. yeah, um... Yeah, so yeah, we've got Shazza in the house. Um, uh, she's actually not a guest because, um, ish, am I revealing too much? I think you'll reveal a lot <laughs> if you
1: actually say what you <laughs> No, but we 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 use she sign her name on this? yes, but oh, then they did that. You can't, yeah. say pardon, you can't, you can't reveal. Oh, yes, yeah, so we can't, yeah, yeah. yeah. unless you're so. going to go and retrogressively <laughs> remove all the names. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot of work. Let's just say so, she's very close to the Radiant Carter family. Yeah. Very, very close. We'll,
2: we'll let you figure it out by yourselves. hmm Yeah. 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 <laughs> cool. But anyway, uh, maybe you can just introduce yourself and tell us uh, what you do and what you're all about before we get into the discussion.
3: Okay. Uh, so I'm Shazel. Um, I'm a flawed human being with a a freed mouthpiece. So I'm finally free and I get to speak my mind um, and it's the coolest thing in the world. Uh, Yeah, let's just say that I I came out on the better side of my own coup. (laughs) 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 So yeah, um, I am very colorful and very friendly. And I am a ladylike tomboy.
1: Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right.
2: That's interesting. Ladylike (laughs) tomboy. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So I can I can go very ladylike, but I can also go very tomboy. But like I'm a ladylike tomboy, so don't get confused.
2: So what okay, which side do you lean more towards?
3: I think these days I, I definitely have to say the ladylike side. It's like I discovered my heels and I can finally wear them.
2: I see. Wow.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Click, click to a better life, eh?
2: Cool. So basically, uh, why we chose you to be on the show today is you've had an interesting journey in life, haven't you? And when it comes to (laughs) tough times and overcoming, like you were the first name that came into our heads. And basically, just give us a bit of background about uh, some of the things that you've been through, where you've come from and where you are now.
3: Okay, so um, so like as a black person in Zim, you can't really be goth. Like there's no goth in Zim, but I, I've been a person who who's like into black. Like I wear a lot of black, not much color. And I've always sort of grown up like that, sort of in my little box and being quite different from most of the people I went to school with, and even in my family uh, being like that. So, the reason I brought up goth is because goth is seen as a way of sort of acting out when things are a little bit negative in, in our lives or, you know, just emotional stuff that we have to deal with. And um, coming from that background, along a lot of my life was spent in denial of me really trying my hardest to fit in with other people. But you c- you can't really do that until you know where exactly you're coming from and why you're so different. Um, so growing up, um, wasn't fantastic. <laughs> okay. uh, my parents are great. And our life hasn't been, uh, we haven't lived a, a life of lack, you know, middle class, uh, went to private school and things like that. But on the emotional side of things, there was a lot of trouble brewing in there. And that trouble not only affected me and the environment that I was in, but also the relationship that I had with God. Mm -hmm. And so for the better part of my life, I've been a Christian. But in terms of really enjoying that relationship, that uh, fellowship with God is only... Coming up now, it's it's almost like I've had uh, like a, a blindness removed from my eyes that has always been there, and that could only happen when I started asking questions about the things that I'd always thought were normal. So yeah, it's cool to just wear black and keep to yourself and not really want to talk to anybody else. I mean, we've popularized it, yeah. but a lot of times there's a lot of there are issues behind that. That aspect of rejection and the initial rejection, which then leads you to live in a repeating cycle of rejecting, re- being rejected and also um, engaging in behavior that leads other people to reject you. So,
1: yeah. so Which is the irony yeah. of God, because yeah. it kind of draws attention, but uh-huh. at the same time shuns attention, because yeah. then when the people get close, it's like, no, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> yeah, like, You
3: shall not pass.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. So
3: yeah, I also like epic movies.
1: Yeah. That's a good place
3: yeah. to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I was kind of like a little Frodo, you know, with the hairy feet. Oh my no god. Yeah,
2: no,
1: no, <laughs> that's, that's not that's, that's not a cool. good description. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I mean, we I know we're regressing <laughs> no, that No, my toes are not really here, <laughs> but i just. Not right. No. Well, audience, not, right anyway. work <laughs> <laughs> not right now. Just for it. Not right now. Not right now. Okay.
3: Thank goodness for wax.
1: That's, that's all I'm gonna say.
3: That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so anyway, um, so social issues. Uh, when I was at school, I just was one of those students who could never do homework, and it never made really? sense why. Yeah, I just, I just Wait, couldn't. You couldn't I do just, homework, or I you're just, those
1: people who didn't need to do homework? Yeah, we didn't I, like you guys. I had a special <laughs> way. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, what's the assignment? And uh, They're calling you at like 10. And it's like, what, what do we have? Oh, God, i do it in the morning. You're like, I spent the whole day. <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I had a special aversion to written work after school mm-hmm. so you know i would sit down and my pen would somehow slip out of my hand and then i just couldn't do it yeah well so that was one of the things and then uh, in terms of socializing with other people i struggled a little bit with that and I kind of actually did some douchey things, but because Mm -hmm. I had a chip on my shoulder, it was kind of like, oh, well, they deserved it. Like (laughs) the one time, uh, one of, one of the girls from school moved, she was going out with a guy. And so we were meant to write a letter to someone who had left the school. And so the letter that I wrote was to say, man over here is cheating on your girl.
1: (laughs) Yo, That's the,
3: that's the letter that I submitted. And, it was pretty hectic. They, I think they read it in assembly and oh, were like, yeah, wow. no, this is Wait. not the kind
1: of. <laughs> no, but I can imagine the person reading it. <laughs> and like, it's getting worse. It's
2: getting worse.
3: <laughs> like, what? I mean, when do you stop? <laughs> do you finish it? <laughs>
1: you have to finish it?
3: <laughs> wow, <Well, laughs> it was one of those crazy things. So in and out of the headmaster's office and in all this mess, it was never clear what exactly was wrong. So as I've gotten older, um, I've, started to ask questions uh, as i was saying about the things that i do i started to look into why i style my hair the way that i do why i dress the way that i do uh first it was just that's who i am and that's it and take it or leave it and i know my best friend can definitely <laughs> she can definitely comment on that but that's a that's a whole program uh-huh. i'm just saying <laughs> but these are like there were defense mechanisms to keep any form of looking onto the negative things of my life. And um, also growing up, I had this way of just perfectionism and perfectionism comes from rejection, which um, Mm. sadly falls us all. But the way that you handle uh, rejection is what determines the sort of effect that it has. So Mm -hmm. uh, long story short, uh, there were various instances of rejection in my life that I maybe didn't, Handle well naturally because I was a child, and uh, from then I had this need to either work really hard to be accepted or then go on the extreme of not being accepted because it's like, Well, you're gonna reject me anyway. So then you kind of Mm -hmm. are playing on both sides of that. So, yeah, I've come a long way, and now I'm able to share, and I'm a freed mouthpiece, like I said.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I mean, that was way bumpier than my life. <laughs> <laughs> Yours was pretty smooth. It, it was smooth, you know. I think I wanted to go goth. I mean, it was. I was curious. <laughs> I was curious about the goth life. I just, you know, I wasn't buying my own clothes, so I couldn't. You know, I clothes, so I couldn't ah, I black. see. <laughs>
3: It's, it's only because you're a guy. Because when you're a girl, I actually discovered Mabiro long before ah, everybody yes, else. Oh, so my you God. Could so like you're like the pioneer. Like <laughs> yeah, kind of, you know, I'm not going to say my age, okay? Don't force me to say my age.
1: Never. It's too late. <laughs> I, I was late. Just that black guy who was into to rock and into heavy metal, new metal, and all that weird stuff. But Wait, there's fun. new metal? That's where you would classify well, back in the day that's what you classify Lincoln Park as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So cool. pretty much. Yeah.
2: Cool. So cool. So perseverance. What do you understand by perseverance? What does that mean? You know, it's sometimes very irritating when you're in the middle of this very difficult moment. And you go to a pastor or a friend or someone who's counseling you and the thing they say, no, you have to persevere because perseverance produces what not and what not mm. and they're coaching <laughs> the scriptures. And you're like, do you realize what I'm facing? And so tell us, what's perseverance? And how can we practically persevere in, in moments like these? Not.
3: Okay, firstly, don't say persevere. I think for the moment you just start going, that extra ear for me is like, no, just stop it. it. <laughs> Persevere. <laughs> no offense to uh, people who speak like that. I'm <laughs> just like, uh, it's, wait, wait, there's something know. about it. <laughs> so um, what I understand by the word perseverance is just continuing um, despite the odds. You just keep going. Be like a superhero. You're knocked down, all the way down a lot of the times, and then you just keep coming back. As long as you're able to get up, that's perseverance. The fact that you're still here and able to continue, regardless of what happens to you. Okay. So that's perseverance for me.
2: Cool, but let's talk about the practicalness of it. And I'm sure you have, like... Uh, a good story to tell about just, you know, pushing on and stuff. Like, you're in the middle of all this stuff. All this stuff is happening. Say, for example, what Biscuit was saying, you know, you start off the year, you've got this big vision, you've got goals, you've set up, and, you, you know, usually first three weeks, you know, you're doing everything, even the small little things like making your bed and making sure you're going to the gym and stuff. Yeah. So and this then s- this
1: is for all you people listening <laughs> now. You must start this exactly. episode because we know January is coming. <laughs> exactly. It's we coming. know you got the m- new millennial goals or whatever you've got. It's <laughs> true. So
2: basically you do that and then things start getting a little bit weird. Well, it starts off with the small things, you know, you skip one day of gym, you know, you do this and that, you stop doing that, and before you know it, the big stuff comes, and halfway through the year, all your goals are like, yo, I'm like, I've been sidetracked, and now you're trying to play catch up, and you've got this crisis, and you're not coping, and There's pressure everywhere, you know what I mean? You've got bills to pay, you've got stuff, and it seems like your dreams are coming, crashing down, and they're going to knock you down with them. So, practically, how do you handle such a situation?
3: Okay, um, so, my story is a little bit different because um, I never used to set goals. And I never used to plan for the year, actually. I just kind of used to be alive and just kind of go with whatever's happening at the time. And what that taught me is that um, it's it comes from a place of kujire sort of. You don't really see uh, a future or the value. Yeah. And because of that, it hinders you from making plans. So, yeah, I yeah, just kind of used to float. Until I came to a point where I... Um, just said look i don 't want to keep going into new Years and not have anything that I can accomplish uh, that you know that I look forward to so I then started planning and uh, setting up things like that so from there um, when life hands you curveballs, you need to be you need to fortify yourself uh-huh. don 't don 't think that it 's noble to be knocked down, and stay down. Yeah, because it's not. Yeah. Um, you life has a way of wanting to bully you up to size. Like I, I actually think that it gives you free muscle if you're uh-huh. willing to train from it. And unfortunately, we're in this kind of way where we've convinced ourselves that things are not supposed to go wrong, yeah. or things are not supposed to be upside down. It's almost like we've, we've assumed that God is literally only in the good that we understand to be good Uh so we don't take some of the negative things that happen to us as things that can come together for our good like the word says yeah we just think things must be consistently good and nothing should ever go wrong we mustn't fight with people who step on our toes we mustn't yell at the guy who cuts us off in the middle (laughs) of the road you know and it's raining and people are just driving like snails that kind of thing, it's almost like there's a disconnect between what really happens and what's expected of us. And so within that is where you get people who come and say, just persevere. <laughs> it's a scary topic to get into and delve into the deeper issues that cause people to disconnect from their dreams. Because it's, it's, not, it's not even as basic as skipping gym the first day. Okay. It's, it comes from something deeper than that. Okay, the The inability to keep going and because as Africans we tend to sideline uh, emotional things, this is why we get stuck because you're trying to deal with it on the surface and it's an in-depth problem so you set goals projecting forwards in a vacuum and you don't actually do an internal analysis of where you are spiritually or emotionally or even physically. Uh, so of course you're shooting yourself in the leg right from the very start of setting the goals so the problem isn't that you're not meeting your goals, it's that right from the onset of even setting the goals there's a, a disconnect between what you want to achieve and what's achievable to you
2: wow okay.
3: <laughs> so I, I, yeah that's me, I'm that student who would come in and kind of flip the whole lecture on its side oh, wow. and it like, ah but
2: we have, ah <laughs> So basically, from what I'm understanding, is that perseverance is not just um, pushing on and ignoring your circumstance. Because sometimes yeah. it feels like, when people say just persevere, it kind of feels like, sure, just forget what you're facing and just keep going. But it's kind of difficult because you're saying, sure, at the end of the day, sure, my landlord still wants a hint. Or whatever it is that you're facing and you're struggling with. You know, you, it's still there. It doesn't disappear just because you've decided to stand strong and say, I'm going to persevere. It doesn't disappear. So, what I'm getting is that you're saying, don't ignore the facts. Mm-hmm. It's important to then evaluate and, you know, from there, kind of set realistic
1: goals. I don't know. If yeah, I think could, yeah. when people say persevere, they, it's, it sounds empty to the person listening to it yeah. because. Um, yeah, it, it's just a statement of action with no backing of a plan or anything behind it. So, so you're just telling this person to stick it out. But, well, it's like seeing a, a wounded soldier on the battlefield. They're bleeding out. you like, persevere! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Here's a bandage. I, can't, I can what? persevere, but right now I need to, yeah, you can't ignore the actual facts. But then the definition of perseverance is kind of to ignore the facts and keep going. So somewhere in there, we need to add planning, I think, or something, some step. But is it is persevering really ignoring the fact? Not not ignoring. It, all right, fine. Let me change the word. Yeah. disregarding what? in the face. Still, still no, because <laughs> yeah, here's the definition. Okay, okay. <laughs> continuing in a course of action without regard to disre- discouragement, opposition, or previous failure. Okay, so
2: There's maybe the specific. word regard. Yeah. Okay, yeah. regard. Okay, uh-huh. what does regard? So mean? You've
1: seen it, but you're not you're not adhering to it you 've seen that
2: okay, okay, okay,
1: this is a problem, but you're not you 're not letting it define your situation or something like that I guess that's what perseverance is
3: yeah, like okay, so maybe to put it in a in in context with what we're discussing to say, these are goals that you 've set for yourself at the beginning of the year, so maybe you've decided you want to um start your business or do more in line with what business that you want yeah. to do so. Issues that might come in your way are, for example, lack of support, lack of funds. And, you know, it it almost seems like just because you've decided to do something constructive in your life, that's when everything falls apart. Suddenly, your boss has decided you've got too much free time at work and they pile on extra work for you. Suddenly, if you normally got a full week of off time, then, you know, you're called back to work for X or Y reason. So perseverance in that context would be still... uh, Accepting what's happening around you, but coming with coming up with smart workarounds. So what I did uh, personally, as a form of perseverance for my own business, is that I didn't, uh, I didn't keep focusing on the negatives that were around me. The fact that I, I I'm not someone who even wants to be formally employed, I just want to do my thing, you know. And so, within that, uh, I then started working around my timetable at work. So I got smart. I picked one uh, course of duty that could allow me to have more free time. Uh, I work in the medical field, and so, you know, we do 12-hour shifts. So what I did was then I picked permanent night duty. And while I was on permanent night duty, I then started pacing myself during the day. I wouldn't sleep for most of the day like I used to. I'd sleep from about 10 until like five, and then I'd get ready and be at work for seven. And then while I was at work, I would push to get all my actual work done. And then the rest of my time I would dedicate to watching motivational videos. I, I hope your boss is not resurging. listening
2: to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. I, I think look
1: on the payroll, they will not find a name though. Exactly. Shazel, <laughs> <laughs> we don't Anonymity. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Who is this infamous
3: Shazel character? <laughs> Well, anyway, I'm not saying be you know, notorious. <laughs> no, I'm that's just saying, exactly you know? <laughs> what you say. Come up with clever workarounds. You know, don't get discouraged to the point where you allow those things to hinder you. It's that's part of it as well. Don't allow things to hinder you because then it's it comes from being allowed. I'm not saying uh, you allow a loved one to die, but yeah. you allow the death of a loved one to put you in a box and become, you know, uh, a certain way discouraged, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So this is why I'm suggesting like a clever workaround. You're working Nezhiripo, but within that, you are coming up with the systems that are within your control to allow you to move forward. Which leads me to my next point Uh uh, about um, trusting God. And, you know, we've also mentioned waiting on God yeah. and, you know, persevering and waiting on God kind of, they work together in that way.
2: You know, so, that's one thing that I just don't like. Uh-huh. I know I'm a pastor and I say it to a lot of people, but... <laughs> I So you're a
3: culprit? What?
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> like, I actually don't like it, but it's true. Where you have to, you know, someone is saying... You know, someone is telling you their problem and how they're frustrated and how things have taken long and they've been stuck in the situation for so long. And you can clearly see that there's no practical step that you can actually advise them on or tell
1: them to take, except wait on the Lord. I mean, he's done this to me once or twice, (laughs) Um, like Tuesdays, (laughs) terrific Tuesdays. You you, you know, those queues are really long (laughs) for pizza. So then I call this guy and I'm like, yeah, Pastor Kent, bruh. Yeah, it's taking forever. And he goes, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <This guy. laughs> and if you're a singer and you know something, he's like, if you wait, wait on the Lord and you will see. Like, Listen, pal, so, so, so I do want to wait on the Lord.
2: <laughs> so let's just zone in on that. Uh-huh. From your understanding, practically, what does that mean? Because it's so vague. It's like, wait on the Lord. Okay, so does that mean that I drop what I'm doing? Or do I, you know...
1: Go ahead. Go ahead
2: and, you know.
1: (laughs) Or, more importantly, what is waiting on the Lord? I mean, (laughs) what is that? I mean, am I like, did he give me a time? (laughs) (laughs) What is it?
3: It's like, in T minus six years, what? What (laughs) Where did you get that? (laughs) Then you can't tell. Well, I think, what I think waiting on the Lord means is it's it's it comes in different elements there is the element of actually physically waiting that's one element but um this, the other element is in releasing it to him so an interesting discussion we were having earlier with my best friend is that it's the problem is that we kind of want to control everything and we we kind of want self-help tips that are like sent from heaven to our phone. And God just tells you, okay, do this, do this, do this, do that. And you're guaranteed it's going to work out. There's not going to be any hiccups on the way and that sort of thing. And because we don't let go of that controlling element, that controlling vote. See what I did
2: there? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: then... <laughs> then we we get really frustrated when things don't turn out the way we want to and that's where in essence comes the word kurama you mm-hmm. get like ah whatever it's not working i'm just going to leave it but you're not uh, exercising the kind of patience that comes with getting some of the things that you want like in essence like when they say beware of what you wish for you might get it there's truth in that because some of us are wishing for things that are way beyond our capacity to handle them. Mm-hmm. And then we're expecting to control the, the, the situation until we get to that outcome. And in reality, we can't. The reason why we need God to step in is because he knows the route, And it's like a, uh, the way GPS works. Mm-hmm. That GPS is never going to tell you while you're still at the starting point all the turns and detours that are gonna be ahead. You can only go as far as you are at that point. Okay. And that's that's how God works. And when you get lost, he recalibrates the route. Or rather, it your mindset recalibrates the route because he's always known what the route is. And mm. he knows where it's gonna end. So this process of getting there is one that requires us to hand it over to God because when you hand it over to God, you know, he's ultimately on your side and whatever's going to happen is going to happen for your good. And that is what allows you to then wait because you know, you've handed over to him and you're now physically waiting, but also keeping your ears and eyes open. Like I was talking about the research and stuff, because while I was there, there was no way I could have seen that I'm the opportunities that were coming my way, but that doesn't mean I can't prepare for them in advance. And that's another aspect of waiting on the Lord to say, you know, that, Ultimately, things are going to work out for your good. So, rather than worry about the small details of manipulating the situation to turn out how you want it to, start working on other things. So, I'll give you an example. As a single person, uh, I just was concerned with, yeah, I just want the ring and the guy. You know,
2: <laughs> the like, ring and the guy.
3: Uh, the ring and the guy. It's like, no, wait on the Lord for the why, because like I'm seeing these guys walk past. So, like if I see a nice one. And he doesn't talk to me. Maybe I should talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. get the ball rolling. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, what I learned in my personal walk of singleness, I'm still single, by the way, What I and comfortable cool. with five, it. Five, five, five. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I learned from that in terms of waiting on the Lord is to start to ask him what kind of wife that I would be. What kind of person am I? What do I really want? And he's answered me in those ways and not only that but he's given me a hope that i never had before you know when you're in that state you kind of settle for basically whatever walks through the door but now i'm on this hope tangent where i'm like hey this guy might be a shake or something and like Mm -hmm. i might own half a a country or
1: something uh, wow <laughs> so like
3: your, your you've hopes got you've <laughs> an interesting
1: dreams so it can happen though
3: it's you know like this is <laughs> my thing hey, i'm just you know you never
1: know you never know <laughs>
3: you know the earth and the fullness thereof so if you're you know, a shake some, please,
2: and you know, you're listening call shakes, 555-654 <laughs> stay
0: tuned more next week thank you for listening to this week's episode of the radiant culture podcast if you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiant@thehub.co.zw, or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless.
1: It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.